0: This is a recording of this year's Virtual Residency Fair. We'd like to take the time to thank the programs that volunteered their time to present to this year's applicants. This year's PM&R Scholars Virtual Residency Fair is supported by PMNR Recap and Ultrasound Guidance. PMNR Recap is the leading resource for your physiatry board preparation, clinical preparation, audition rotations, and beyond. PMNR Recap offers 35 hours of review videos, hundreds of review questions, and oral board cases to help you become the best physiatrist that you can be. Head to pmnrrecap.com to learn more. Ultrasound Guidance is the innovative new online ultrasound learning platform that gives you instant access to expert instruction. With rapid scans and complete scans of every joint and peripheral nerve, Ultrasound Guidance is the perfect way to jumpstart your MSK ultrasound learning. Visit ultrasoundguidance.com to
1: learn more.
2: Hi, I'm Eleanor. I'm a PGY-4 as well.
1: <laughs> you hey guys, um, my name is Daniel. I'm a PGY-2. All right. Everyone,
0: can everyone see my screen? Give a thumbs up or something?
1: Yep, that's good.
3: All
0: right. Okay. So... We're going to start with this presentation, it should, it's pretty brief, I want to leave time for questions, but just a little overview of the program. So we're in Mount Sinai, we're in New York City, um, the majority of the rotations will happen in Manhattan. Uh, we have a mission statement like everyone else does, but basically we, we, our goal is to create uh, or graduate residents that um, can think critically, um, are diverse, inclusive,
3: and um, are good physiatrists. Uh, especially well-rounded. Uh, currently, this is
0: our where we're at. Where ACG we're ACG accredited. We're going to have uh, 29 residents at least starting next summer. Uh, well, we'll start, we'll have one extra advanced position. So we're growing and the program, I think, will continue to grow over the next couple of years. Um, we have several affiliated hospitals. Um, there are rotations at the Bronx, PA and at Elmhurst which is our community hospital in Queens. The other rotations are all within Manhattan, primarily at Mount Sinai Hospital itself, which is on the Upper East Side. We like many programs give you funding
3: to go to conferences and we sign you up for AAP and AAPMR um, and a lot of different things. Uh, We are the only program in New York City to have a categorical track.
0: Um, And something important to know about any program that has multiple tracks is you have to apply and rank both tracks if you wanna maximize your chance of matching to that program. So these are the ACGME IDs uh, for our programs. Um, I'm not exactly sure it's the first year we're doing tokens and it's not clear to me if it's gonna request that you do a token like for each track or if it's just gonna assign a token to like the program as a whole. But I will tell you now, you don't need to assign a token to each track. So if for some, if you wanna give a token to Mount Sinai just pick one track or the other and I'll just assume that for at least for that moment in time, uh, that's the track that you're favoring most but the other one would be directly behind
3: and you would have given it a token regardless. This, These are our rotations as they stand.
0: Um, the PGY two to four years haven't changed much in the last few years. Uh, As our program grows, it will change a bit. There'll be a little more pain earlier on and um, a little more spasticity. Um, The PGY one year is I'm actively negotiating, uh, bringing the medicine down by about half and adding a lot of other things. But until that's final, I can't promise anything. So what you see currently on the screen is what our PGY one year currently is. but during interview season and as things change, um, I'll release that info. So anything that you see that's outpatient or com- uh, anything that's outpatient or other is basically call free time. Um, and then this, the Elmhurst, anything that says Elmhurst or like SEI, TPI, you'll have call. So all in all, the call free time is about a year's worth, maybe a tiny bit more. Um, but you, you do take call, overnight call, at a couple of the rotations. Um, it averages out to be about once per week at Mount Sinai Hospital and a little less at Elmhurst. Um, the more senior you are, the less call you take and the less weekend call that you take. This is our current leadership structure. I'm not gonna go through and read who everyone is, but just to give you an idea of people that are at Mount Sinai and who you might uh, meet, be interviewed by, interact with, um, We do have multiple sites, like I said, so you'll see. uh, So this is Dr. Joseph Herrera. Actually, I realize not everyone has names. So he's the system chair. This is Dr. Malcolm Reed. He's the chair at Mount Sinai West. Um, Dr. Wong, who is the SCI fellowship uh, director. Uh, Dr. Herrera, who is the sports director right now. I'm the brain injury fellowship director for the time being. And you see, we have a lot of different diversity in leadership. Speaking of leadership, Especially within the Northeast, Mount Sinai is known for creating leaders. So these are all people that have come through our residency, and you might recognize some faces. So these are all our alumni. So Ross Savant, who's the chair at Harvard, um, Steve Flanagan, who's the chair at NYU, Mark Ross, who's the chair at Kingsbrook, Adam Stein, who's the chair at Northwell, Steve Kirschblum, who's the chair at Rutgers Kessler. Uh, this is Danny Perret, who is at UC Irvine. He, she was the Pain Fellowship Director and the DIO. There for a long time. A DIO is the program director of all program directors for that, so she would have been like the head program director for all of UC Irvine. This is Dave Thomas. He's the was one of our graduates and then did an internal medicine residency. He's the vice chair of internal medicine for the Mount Sinai Health System, and this is Kristen dumsel Kong, She's actually a researcher, um, but I have her up here because
3: she's the number two funded person in all of PMNR. These are, this is a
0: slide people like to see. I'll leave it up for a minute while I talk, but you might go back to it on the recording. The nice last nine years where people have gone for fellowship, um, obviously we don't have anyone that's matched yet this year, um, but this is where people go. So you see a lot of payments and a lot of, it, it doesn't look like people have done a lot of sports, but a lot of people have gone to Mount Sinai and HSS. So a lot of our folks go there, um, multiple, multiple. Um, And you can see everywhere else people can kind of go all over we have people go to the south and the west um, and it's easy to
3: to leave new york if you want for fellowship Uh, there's a lot of innovation in our
0: department so we have an esports team for people with tetraplegia they've been featured on cnet they're sponsored by mark cuban and logitech and nike Uh, they call themselves quad gods and they're actively training for the olympics which will be, east, where esports will be um, officially a sport. I don't think it's the next Olympics, maybe the one after, I can't remember. Maybe somebody else does. Um, and then also we have this new study for an implantable stent, which is also an electrode called the Stentrode by a company named Synchron. So we actually implanted the, it's a brain machine interface. So all the old brain machine interfaces are kind of like, Gosh, I guess, I don't even know if y'all were born when the matrix came out. It's like the matrix where you, you had to like jam something into someone's brain. And it's like an open brain surgery to control, uh, to do brain machine interface. The stentro does not like that. It's like any deployable stent, like a heart stent or anywhere else. So it's deployed through vessels in the brain and we implanted the first one in the United States, gosh, about three weeks ago now, and we're, uh, going through screening for number two and three and so on. So we're in the midst of this. There's a ton of innovation happening in and around as well. And then we like to, when we can, put our money where our mouth is. So uh, we, bought, we have uh, like a free clinic that we do with the med- medical school. And then um, we hopefully to do this again this year. It took a little hiatus with COVID, but the Fifth Avenue Mile is a, a mile long race on Fifth Avenue. And we had for several years, had a heat for people with uh, spinal cord injury or that used exoskeletons. So you see here Woody crossing, he did not win. (laughs) He was just happy to cross the finish line. So it's a picture of Woody um, finishing up the race. So I went through that quickly off purpose to leave plenty of time for questions. That's the end of the presentation. So I will stop
3: share and I'll open it up. And um, unless there's a question that my residents can't answer, I'll try and be quiet. Uh, I'll start if
1: everyone's uh, shy. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm curious. Uh, I always ask this, but uh, is there any particular patient population that you feel like your program gets a unique amount of exposure to um, in terms of uh, managing care?
3: Can you hear me?
2: somebody. Okay. I see. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I would say that we're really strong in TBI and SCI. Definitely just because of, uh, we have a specific TBI floor and a specific SCI floor. So I feel like those two populations, uh, we get especially a large, um, I guess, exposure to particularly on SCI. And, uh, I don't know if the is, excuse me, statistic is still true, but I was told that we're the only New York program that um, treats like vent-dependent SCI patients, but I don't know if Dr. Escalon, if I'm correct in that, but yeah, I would say pretty good exposure on both of those.
0: Yeah, as it stands now, the model systems for brain injury will be re-upped in a few months, but we're one of only four programs in the country with both brain injury and spinal cord injury model systems. We're the only program in New York City slash Long Island that takes ventilated spinal cord injury patients. Uh, and we have the largest PM&R based sports fellowship in the country. Um, so we got—I mean, I think I'm biased, but I think it's it's pretty well rounded. But I, I do think, in terms of SCI and TBI, there there are patients because we're inside the hospital that we will take that a standalone
3: facility may not be able to take quite as early as we can. Thank you. I appreciate it.
2: I see there's questions in the chat, so I'm just gonna start reading them. <laughs> um, okay, thank you for the presentation, Dr. Escalon. Has your program interviewed slash ranked IMG applicants in the past? Well, I know in our class we definitely have one. <laughs> I know Lornie's an IMG. I don't know if there's anything else to say as far as the previous years.
0: Yeah, I mean we we have we do interview IMGs, we have ranked IMGs, we have matched IMGs. IMGs do not make up the majority of our
3: program, but but we have interviewed and and matched them.
2: Okay. Um, I'm gonna hand this one off to Dan or Eleanor if you (laughs) want, but what is your favorite aspect of your program, cultural, clinical, non-clinical, et cetera? I feel like starting off, like just entering it was definitely just like the education and how dedicated the attendings were to our learning and then as the years have gone on uh i think a lot of us say this kind of the same thing but i really love my class and my colleagues and i feel like the relationships that i've made in residency both with my co-residents and with the attendings are going to follow me uh, throughout my career, like even now, I see people like texting other attendings now that they're in their attendingship, asking them questions, and I
1: I love that culture that
2: there's still like this strong relationship with our graduates as well.
1: Yeah, I think uh, coming from the categorical program, my um, favorite thing is actually uh, just knowing so many of the interns uh, or now PGY two medicine. Uh, uh, residents and also obviously my class uh, it's just so cool to just see like people that you've worked with your buddies with like all across the hospital um and then also on the pm floor uh and you can ask the questions you can have there's a lot of sense of camaraderie uh, not just between the residents but also amongst like the fellows and attendings and so I really appreciate that and uh and yeah just being in New York City is amazing. Mount Sinai, you have five minutes.
2: Okay, perfect. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna move on then for time's sake so we can get to more of these questions. Um, What is the resident to faculty ratio for your rotations? Uh, That's an interesting question. Uh, Depends on the rotation, but in general, it's a pretty good ratio. I mean, on inpatient, you've got one senior and then two juniors and then an attending, but you'll have multiple attendings for the floors. I don't know, maybe like two or three per floor.
1: It's kind it's of a tough
2: really
0: question, easy. yeah. No, I think yeah. it's any you're it, there's small teams, so you're one to one, yeah, on, or maybe there's two residents that might round, and then you if you have net students that are rotating, but if there's no place where it'll be like six residents to an attending,
3: I true. think. Yeah, two,
2: okay. I'm gonna let's see uh what opportunities exist within your program for mentorship with more senior residents and attending so we actually this year we just created families (laughs) so I kind of it reminds me of like Hogwarts style but (laughs) we'll see how it goes but I'm excited about it um before we had um basically PGY twos paired with fours um and then also the twos were assigned like a faculty mentor um but the PGY threes you know kind of gave the feedback that during that year they didn't feel like they kind of they were kind of floating around without the mentee or mentor relationship. So now we've developed entire kind of families um, that compose of both two threes fours and an attending. Um, so this is the new year that that's been implemented based on the feedback that we gave last year. Um, but there's also I feel like as a resident I would say that there's mentorship that exists organically as well. Like when you're working with attendings, if there's a particular one that um, you get along with well, or you see as a mentor. Um, I haven't heard of any attending yet that say they won't take on a resident as a mentee. (laughs) Anyone else have anything to add to what I said? Three. (laughs) Okay. For the residents that did their categorical year at Mount Sinai, AKA Dan, (laughs) what elective rotations did you do and how did it prepare you for PGY2 year?
1: Um, so the electives I did were, uh, research, and I think the large majority of people will do research as electives, which I also would recommend if you were to come here, just because as structured currently, the categorical medicine year is an extremely like challenging and like by the end of it, you will be like so well versed in internal medicine and like nothing will phase you from a medicine standpoint. That being said, the challenge of getting through that year, like having just time to yourself to take care of yourself um, with a researcher like that, and also like the opportunity to work with human art faculty at the same time, with, with like, for me, I was working on book chapters and other like kind of case studies with uh human art faculty for my elective. I um, also got time to myself to like rest, uh, take a break from internal medicine uh, was the best thing I could have done to prepare myself for, this, uh, for the next year, uh, AKA getting through the first year. Uh, so, But we'll see what like the program looks like in a couple of years uh, or next year even uh, with the restructuring.
2: Thank you. Um, offering any assistance in finding housing for your incoming residents. Uh, New York is a pretty big move. I actually moved here from Kansas, so shout out to, I think I saw a med student on here from KCU. <laughs> but, um, so there's actually a lottery system. Um, I know that for sure Eleanor and I um, participated in that. Um, And so through the lottery system, you can actually get housing for a stipend amount. Um, Some people choose to do it, some don't. I have raving reviews from the place that I live in, um, but it is a lottery. Um, But that's, I I would say a a large majority of our residents live on the Upper East, but it is doable to live elsewhere. We have some that have lived in Brooklyn, Staten Island, Jersey. Um, It really depends on your situation. But yes, there is, um, there is, a lottery system at Mount Sinai. Um, This is a question for Dr. Escalon. Have you ever had residents through couples match before?
0: Yeah, we had uh, somebody in dance class couples match and uh, Charlie couples matched. he just graduated. It's like maybe every other year we have someone that matches, couples match. And then there are people that match like through couples match where they just kind of like make their wrinkles. And I will tell just so, Anyone that has to take, that does their intern year with us or take or is a PGY2 with guaranteed housing, it's just the lottery is for which building. So um, I just want to clarify that, that you are guaranteed housing, it just has to do with which building you end up in.
1: Moussa, I thank you so much for answering all those questions. If you guys want
0: to
3: put your emails in the chat for the uh, interested applicants, they can reach out to you after this session.